Welcome to the Tea Grannies. I'm Elise. And I'm Maria. Thanks for joining us for season two. And before we begin, Elise has some awesome news for us. Yes. So book two of the Nymph Keeper series that I released in June. Uh, it's coming out on Friday of this month, October 29th. And if you follow us on Instagram at the Tea Grannies, we're going to be doing a giveaway of the first book, Roots of Blood. So you can get good and ready to read book two, which is called Heart of the Forest. And it's going to be the perfect dark fantasy read for spooky season. So if you're like me and uh, you can't handle actual horror, but dark fantasy is okay, then, uh, then we're going to be besties and you're going to love this book. I can second that because uh, I was lucky enough to read it like twice, actually, and it's fantastic. So <laughs> Twice or like four times? It, yeah, it could have been more than twice. I mean, twice where I was very focused reading it with notes. So we'll say, we'll say twice for now. <laughs> and uh, Elise is going to be working on book three this November, which leads us to today's episode. We'll be talking about prepping for National Novel Writing Month. So pour yourself a cup of tea. Let's get started. Let's start with a little history lesson. So <laughs> regardless of how you pronounce it, NaNoWriMo, NaNoWriMo, um, this idea began in 1999, according to my research. And uh, the premise was daunting but simple. So the idea was to write 50,000 words of a novel in 30 days. Um, now, I'm not going to do the math, but several years later, each year on November 1st, hundreds of thousands of people around the world are doing this challenge. They begin to write, determined to end the month with those 50,000 words, which is, you know, daunting and impressive and all of those good things. So uh, the challenge, that's what it started out as. It actually became a nonprofit organization that, um, according to their about page, believes in the transformational power of creativity. That's a lovely sentiment, okay? Um, so you can head over to their website, nanoremo.org, and check out everything that they do from like community and charity work to motivational forms and posts and emails and chat groups. And yes, I've benefited from those things. Um, I have done nano three times and reached my goal all three times. I think I did it once where I didn't reach my goal, but we don't talk about that very often. Um, life is a little bit more crazy lately, so I'm a bit nervous about this year's round, but I am going to give it a shot. Like Maria said earlier, I'm working on book three of The Nymph Keepers, and I'm going to try and use that nano energy to get through it. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I'm actually kind of terrified because, I don't know, I've never done this before. Okay, but it's going to be great. It was very motivational for me last year, and I also did Camp Nano in April of this year where I set my own little goal of 20,000 words instead of 50, and then I reached that one too, and yeah, so I find these specific word count goals super motivating, um, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> so yeah, NaNoWriMo is how I got back into writing. I wrote a lot like in high school. I wrote a lot of stuff for fun, and then I kind of stepped away from it for, well, years, really. And um, yeah, NaNoWriMo is how I got back into it. I actually like looked at the website the year before I did it and was like, I don't think I can. I don't Aww. think I could do it. And then I finally made myself do it the next year. And you know what? It was it was a ton of fun. Um, and I really I thrive that. on deadlines. So it works for me too. Mm -hmm. We like that. And I've participated now seven times and I've won wow. three times. So 
That's pretty good. Wow. I didn't know you'd done it that many times. Holy crap. I didn't good for either you. until I logged onto the website today and was like, whoa, I've done it that many times. That's, <laughs> like, that's, that's amazing. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Pretty good. And uh, yeah, but same with me. Like my life's a little crazier this year. So I mean, I'd love to hit 50,000 words, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it if I only do like 25,000 words. Like, sure. Yeah. And I'm working on a second draft. Um, of the same project I actually did for Nano last year where I did the first draft. Oh, so yeah. I think that there's a little more, I don't know, I don't write my second drafts quite as quickly because mm-hmm. I have to actually, I kind of think about what might happen. And since I suck at outlining, sometimes that takes me a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. But yeah, you mm-hmm. might you might just need to look at it a little bit differently and set like a secondary goal. So the, the end all be all is the 50,000 words, whatever. But for you, because you're working on the second draft of something you've already written, it might be look a little different just to have like, maybe your goal is to revise the whole thing by the end of the month instead of a certain word count, right? That's pretty ambitious, but I like that. Plan. <laughs> we'll see. But I mean, if you think about it, even 25,000 words, that's still a lot. If you've done that yeah. in 30 days, that's Fantastic. So more than I have been writing. So we're still on the up and up. The the nano motivation counts for something. It really does work. It does. It Um, does. Yeah. But speaking of outlining, um, that's something that you could do if you wanted to prepare for this kind of thing. If you're that kind of person, which we are both not. Um, (laughs) So when we talked about talking about writing prep for this episode, how do you prep for uh, your project? we struggle. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. And we probably use some similar strategies, although um, I don't do the Pinterest thing. Do you do the Pinterest thing? I sometimes do. Like I go through okay. phases where I'm quite obsessed with Pinterest. Yeah. And this applies to like me pinning like a ton of recipes that I will never make. <laughs> uh, and then I, so I kind of do the same thing. Like when I, I make like a mood board and I will oh, yeah. go crazy on it for like three days. I'm like obsessed with it. And then sometimes I never look at it again. (laughs) Okay. Do you? It can be helpful tool, especially if you're more visual. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a verbal type of person. Like for me, like talking about my story, talk about my plot um, and direction and stuff like that's what helps me. But a lot of people are visual and that's where the Pinterest, like the mood board thing is super helpful. Yeah. I've seen a lot of um, aesthetic posts on Twitter and stuff where people Mm -hmm. like collect these Pictures that essentially just give the vibe for their story and their characters, yes. and it really motivates them to get to work. So that's a really good way to prep for Nano, actually, to get yourself excited mm-hmm. about the project, get yourself excited about the characters, um, and just find that um, visual inspiration. But outlining for plotters is going to be maybe the biggest one that that gets talked about, because as we've said in season one many, many times, if you have an idea of your ending, you're going to reach it that much faster and that much easier. So if you're a plotter, take advantage of that skill, because it is a skill. And uh, you've got you got a little bit of time left to just kind of nail down some things for the start <laughs> of Nano to try and like get yourself to some direction, because that's that's going to help you out. Yeah, I suggest if, if you outline um, to do it before Nano begins. Yeah. And if you don't do it before, I mean, count those words towards your total because mm-hmm. why not? No, absolutely. <laughs> like, they yeah. do count. They yeah. are words. Um, so you can do it that way too. Um, you know, some some people like to outline and then like, like think on it for a bit before they start writing. So you can do that too. I mean, that's why we're releasing this episode like a week early. Mm-hmm. So you guys can listen to it and then get prepping. <laughs> yep. But it's important to remember that like 
you might not be an outliner. You might be more of mm-hmm. a you might be more of a panster, which is what both of us are. So there's your plotters yeah. who like to think it all out beforehand, and they won't, might not start writing until they have a solid idea. And then there's your panster's who uh, they just start writing, and uh, we just follow the vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do, and we don't. Uh, it's not very efficient, but we get there in the mm-hmm. end, and it just means that we have to revise more, revise differently, and that's totally okay. Like. My favorite part of writing is first draft, the first beginning chapters when I don't know what's Mm -hmm. going on and I'm getting to know the characters and learning the story and the plot as I go. That is my favorite favorite. part, right? Yeah, that's like a high. I'm always chasing the high of the first few pages. Yeah, the ideal, the (laughs) ideal for a a pantser is uh, when you begin nano, you start a brand new project and it's just, you're on that high of, oh, this is going to be so great. And then you hit the mid slump at the end and you know. Which we will definitely <laughs> chat about. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing to think about whether you're a plotter or a pantser is how many words do you normally write in a day? So if you're someone like me who doesn't write a lot per day, like I will sometimes only write 100 words, sometimes 500, sometimes 1,000, like not a very consistent uh, writer in that way. But to get to your 50,000 words by the end of November, you need to write 1,667 words a day. So yep. the next, the biggest part of my prep anyway, is to look ahead at my like schedule for November and make sure that I'm making time every single day to write because mm-hmm. falling behind, we'll touch on that later, is tough. And that's a lot of words a day, especially if you're someone like me, who's like 500 words a day type of person. Um, then I get into, okay, like, can I squeeze in two or three different blocks of writing this day so I can try and get them 500 words out per block or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's something to think about and know that if you've got some days that are like where writing is for sure not going to happen, you're going to have to adjust your word count goal for that. Yeah. Just to allow for it. Play catch up. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, don't forget about all those like awesome resources on the NaNoWriMo site. They have so many great materials for prepping and I recommend that you check that out for sure before you start. Yes, absolutely. Okay, but speaking of starting um, and scheduling time to write, you need to, you know, you need to pay attention to that because if you think, I'm just going to do it, you know, with my normal schedule and I'm just going to wing it and throw it. Well, (laughs) (laughs) good luck. Unless you like, unless your normal schedule is to sit down and write for a couple hours every day anyways, then you're probably golden. But if you're like me or Maria, when uh, your schedule gets way too full before you know it, and this happens every time and you think, oh yeah, I'll fit that in somewhere. And you do this every time. Um, You're not going to fit it in somewhere. You're really not. And that pressure, (laughs) it's it's not going to fix it. You have to do something about it. So yeah. yeah. So um, we talk about life prep together a little bit, um, clearing your schedule or making space for nano because it's it's a big commitment. You're asking yourself to do a Mm -hmm. lot in just 30 days. Um, so what I find the most useful is to pick a daily block that becomes my writing time and then schedule that every day for the month of November. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be the same time every day. That's obviously not going to be possible necessarily for everyone. So sometimes you might have to skip it or move it. Um, and you can make up for that on days when you have less priorities, like maybe your Saturday is completely free and you spend a little extra time because you didn't write on the Tuesday or whatever. Um, 
so catching up is possible, even if it sounds very daunting. But if you do fall really far behind, then you're going to have some sleepless nights. That's going to be a little tough. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, prepare it's yourself. hard work, but it, it should be fun, hard work. Mm -hmm. And if you find yourself getting overwhelmed, then yeah, yeah. have a look at the, the scheduling. Um, the other thing that's really helpful is like meal planning, meal prepping. I know a lot of people do this like anyway, but if you don't do this, uh, now's a good time to maybe give it a shot because <laughs> it will save you uh, some extra time or just some extra like mental energy. At least that's how it works for me. Um, and you know, if you don't have a ton of time, the things you can do are like getting up a little bit earlier in mm -hmm. the morning and doing, even if you're doing like a hundred words, like just getting a head start on it. Yep. Um, or going to bed a little later, writing on your lunch break, just stuff like that. And uh, I mean, my personal favorite is just say no to all the social invitations so that you have more time to write. Like, I can't go. I've got to work on my nano remo project. Nano is the oh, best no. month for introverts. <laughs> it's a great, you know what? November is nice and quiet for me because I always allow for nano. So yes. I just don't do as many social things. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's that too. So just remember that it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint, and you don't just have to get through the first week. Mm -hmm. You have to do the whole month. So yeah. do all the things that you can do to set yourself up for success, time wise. Speaking of success, um, it it's it's worth the challenge. It's worth um, trying to make it through to the end because as long as you're putting your project in there and keeping track of your progress, and then once you get to the end, if you win Nano, yay, they offer award prizes and awards every year. And I think they're pretty similar every year. We only have access to the 2020 right now. They haven't released the 2021 prizes, but um, we wanted to talk about some of those because there's some really cool stuff that you can get for winning. The biggest one that people typically know about is there's a 50% off deal for winners of Nano for Scrivener, which is a program that Maria uses, and she can plug that in a little bit. But this, uh, the list from last year, they've got another 50% off on something called Dabble, which sounds like a bit of a similar program. There was a 90-minute Q&A with the Kindle Direct Publishing people. There was a printing discount with Ingram Spark, which if you're doing indie publishing and trying to print physical copies, that can be a lifesaver so check that out um, and then there's a whole bunch of other writing platforms they offer discounts and free trials and there's just yeah there's so much to choose from and so much to benefit from don't try to do it all I think that would be very overwhelming but yeah there's pro writing aid you've probably heard of that one there's a 40% off discount from last year and yeah just ways to kind of jumpstart and and resource yourself so that you keep that motivation after the fact so that you don't just burn yourself out for the month of November and stop writing altogether <laughs> until next year. Uh, no, that's not the goal. Um, it's to build motivation and build excitement. And these prizes will help you do that. Yeah. One year I used the 50% off coupon for Scrivener. And I'm obsessed with Scrivener. You guys have definitely heard me talk about it on the <laughs> podcast and on our Tea Granny's Instagram because mm -hmm. I love Scrivener. I can hardly write in anything else now because I just like the organization of it. And when I got it, like, I really only got it because I had the 50% off. Um, and it's like a one-time purchase too. So I can't even remember nice. how much it was now, but it was like, yeah, it was like 50 bucks or something. And I love it. I use it every time I write. So I can vouch for that. Um, I also used the coupon one year for the pro writing aid, but I did not okay. like that because I have a lease. So why would I need that? <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, it was like the slowest program ever. So it could just oh, no. be so I was using it on my, my MacBook, which is like doing the thing where it starts to slowly break down. So you buy a new Apple product. 
Um, and so I can't really vouch for it, you know, how it works on other people's computers. Sure. I didn't like it. <laughs> so I have never used it. But you like Scrivener, so. I love Scrivener. I can vouch for that one for sure. So even though Nano rewards you, um, it's a really good practice to start rewarding yourself when you meet your goals and your deadlines. Because, you know, no one's telling you to do Nano and saying you got to do it. No one's paying you to do it. So there's not that incentive. You're like, you're choosing to do this. You're choosing to put yourself through this thing. So one of the best ways to get through the thing and accomplish it is to reward yourself at the end and plan that out and know you have something to look forward to beyond, yay, I wrote a whole bunch of words and no one cares. Um, so <laughs> we care. You can we tell care. us about it and we we'll shout you care. out because we definitely yeah. care. That's a huge accomplishment and people who don't write might not understand, but we understand, mm. okay? Maria did this seven times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I understand the pain. Yeah. So... Rewarding yourself, it's a practice that both of us try to implement um, throughout the year, not just at nano time, because, you know, you got to you gotta encourage yourself along throughout all of your life, uh, when, especially when you get tired. Um, but yeah, rewards for nano. You've done this huge thing. Um, how can you make it worth it to yourself? And this is going to be different for everyone. I think last year, Maria and I planned to reward uh, ourselves by meeting up and checking out an antique store together. Or maybe that was the year before. It was before. before. Yeah, that's right. Pre-COVID. Dang. Um, The before time. Yeah, I remember that much more recently than it actually was. It was super fun, though, and a very worthy (laughs) reward. Um, So that's a way that you could go meet up with a friend and do something fun that you wouldn't otherwise do. Make it special. Make it different. Make it, you know, a prize. Something that you're working towards that, you know, if you have a beer every weekend, then a beer isn't really gonna get you through an entire month of grueling writing. But a brewery visit with your friends would. Yes. Yes. So I think we're on the same track here. Mm -hmm. It's more experiential than um, material. Although material Mm -hmm. rewards can be really good for some people too. I don't love trinkets and collecting things in my house, like even buying clothes, I already think I have too many of those, so I don't want to do that. Um, so instead of, if I'm going to buy something, it's going to be a drink or a meal or an experience that I just, I don't do very often. So, and then because Nano coincides with my publishing goals this year, um, if I succeed, I will be going big on those rewards. And Hell yeah. by that, I mean, I'll probably just buy another bottle of wine and someone will have to convince me to do something else. <laughs> Because I can't help it. I'm super cheap, okay? No, I know. Um, we can go to everything wine together. Oh, yes. yeah. Look I like it. this. I like it. Right We're now. already planning it out. Okay, it's already worth it. I have to win. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I typically, that's what I typically do. I plan something really fun for myself, whether that's buying and reading a book I'm really excited about or stopping at a special coffee shop or heading off on a fun excursion with a friend or with my husband. Um, yeah, do something fun. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be expensive either, you know, or like an all or nothing kind of reward. Like uh, even if it's something that you do maybe every few months, like maybe you get your nails done or you get like a like a facial or something like putting it at the end of November, beginning of December as your reward is like just a good brain trick. And um, you deserve it also. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we actually did an episode on goal setting in season one, where we kind of talk about this a little bit more about like the regular rewards. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I like doing stuff like that too, like experiences, like that time we did the antique store thing or 
or things like that. Um, but if I want to buy myself something, it's uh, pretty much always books. Uh, <laughs> no one's surprised by that. I have like a real problem with buying myself books. It just it's, it's the dopamine rush or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> add to cart, add to cart. Um, so, you know, like this year, maybe I'll do like a, like a bookstore visit and like, we'll get Starbucks and I'll like let myself kind of buy like five books or something. <gasps> Should we do an Indigo uh, visit? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. You know what? We can do it and we'll do the wine store because they're uh -huh. like across the street. So. <laughs> See, look what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> I said it didn't have to be material, but we just... Yeah, we just made it that way. Do. Oh, well, you can do it that way. <laughs> you do <laughs> you. Um, for some of my smaller goals, sometimes I do stuff uh, that's not like doesn't cost money like that. Like my husband and I will do like nacho and movie night or something yeah. like that. And that's yeah. kind of a nice a nice treat as well. Um, or, you know, we'll do we'll do takeout instead of cooking. And like it's just, you know, I think we do that on Fridays just to reward ourselves for getting through the week. But um, <laughs> You know, rewards are good and, and yeah, you need them for making yourself do things like this. Like you deserve them. Absolutely. And then, you know, you've planned it out. You've planned what you're going to do if you win. Make sure you keep on top of your plan to get there. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're coming back to time management a little bit. And um, okay. I'm going to say something that Maria is going to hate because we're, we work differently on this, but um, I'm going to suggest the opposite of what she's going to suggest later. Bear with me. And disclaimer that this doesn't mean I don't agree with her or vice versa. This is just a personality preference thing. Yeah. With the time management piece, I'm the kind of person who thrives off of those big chunks of time where I'm completely focused and I have very limited distractions. So that usually means I corner myself in a silent room where there is no one else because if there's a person, they will inevitably pull me out of my work. Mm -hmm. And I put on some really just chill, nice tunes, preferably with no lyrics because that's distracting. And preferably with headphones because then I can't hear all the house noises and the street noises. And if the neighbor starts screaming, then, you know, I don't want to listen to that. So <laughs> now I should probably listen to make sure they're okay. That's what a good person would do, right? Um, but yeah, put on those headphones and, and then I throw my phone away and I disconnect mm -hmm. from all messaging platforms at least for an hour and pound through some stuff. And then I usually get into a zone and I can go for longer. But this means that I typically have to block off like a, a good chunk in the morning or afternoon or an entire day. And that's how I'm going to get stuff done. That's how that's how I'm going to be extra productive. So I like to use those blocks specifically if I have missed my daily goal. Like if I, I didn't get to write on Tuesday or Wednesday for whatever reason. Okay, Saturday I have free. Saturday is a writing day and I'm going to make up those two days. And that I make that my um, my deal with myself. And then if I have a little reward plan for after that, that's a good way to motivate myself to get through it too. <laughs> but this this doesn't work for every, everyone, which I think is what you're going to launch into yeah. next. <laughs> so if I have a big gap of time that's for writing, I will do everything but write. Um, <laughs> you'll see me on Twitter, you'll see me on Instagram. Um, my dogs will get to go for like another walk. <laughs> I will make banana bread. Like I cannot have big gaps of time like that because I will just mess around and then I'll be like, oh my God, I didn't write. And then I feel really guilty. Oh, no. So what works for me is sort of like shorter writing sprints and usually like Elisa's around to help me with that. And I'll be like, hey, I'm going to write, you know, 
I'm going to do a hundred words in 15 minutes. And, and like, usually I usually do 500. Do, yeah. Yeah. I usually do way more <laughs> because I've just kind of like, I mean, I have to beat my beat myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yep. So yeah, if you're the kind of person that thrives on big blocks of writing time, like that's great. I kind of hate you. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and then if you're like me, um, yeah, you have to schedule your time accordingly. So what I usually do is like my afternoons that are free for writing, I will be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write. And then I'm going to, I'll give myself like, like dumb tasks that need to be done, like empty the dishwasher and sure. start the laundry. And then I'm going to sit down for another block of writing. And then I'm going to have a cup of tea and a snack. And then I'm going to sit down for another block of writing. Nice. And when I'm done, I can read my book. There's um, the reward. Yes, there's the reward. And that's usually how I do it because yeah, like I said, I will just, I will just kill time doing everything but writing. And it's not like I I obviously love doing it. It's just like a weird procrastination thing. Mm. So uh, yeah, I have to beat myself at my own game a little bit, whatever it takes. Speaking of procrastination, um, this leads us right into our little chat about first draft syndrome, which is a thing. I don't care what anybody says, it's a thing. (laughs) It is definitely (laughs) a thing. Um, We were talking about this a little bit earlier, but I've often said that beginnings and first drafts are my favorite part of the writing process. Um, and I think that's changed a little bit as I've refined and revised my my editing processes and my revision process mm. and everything. But writing the, the first chunk of a story is still my favorite part. So the first one quarter to one third um, just gets me the most excited to get into the story. Um, this is why I usually start a draft before Nano so that I can use Nano to as a pressure cooker to get myself through the middle of the draft into the end. <laughs> um, and I find endings really, really hard to write. So if I'm the closer I am to the ending, the better, because I know the nano energy is going to push me through it. And then once I have it, I can fix it. But until I have it, I can't fix it. And uh, yeah, I need nano to help me do that sometimes. So yeah, starting a brand new project for nano for me doesn't work um, because I, I need that that extra incentive. But some people like that's that's the whole idea. You start a new draft for nano and that's how you get into your first draft syndrome. And one of the most common issues that people have with their first draft is the saggy middle um, where that just kind of falls apart. And then the ending's really hard because you've lost the motivation and the will to live. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, but the most common problem with first drafts is just keeping going and writing and right. not editing it at all. Right. That is actually, that's like everyone's biggest struggle. I don't know anybody that doesn't struggle with this. Um, and so what I do for for Nano in particular is I give myself permission to have a short first draft. Because mm. I think a lot of people also are like, oh, 50,000 words, like I need to write like double that to have a first draft. Well, I mean... Yes, but also you don't have to like you can just write the skeleton of the story for Nano and then you can fill it in mm-hmm. later. Um, so whatever helps you kind of get to the end. And it depends on your story as well. Like, I mean, I tend to write shorter drafts anyway. So it's not a big deal to me. 50,000 words is like my first draft all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's okay. Um, but the whole point of Nano is to just keep writing. So don't let yourself stop yeah. and edit like I mean, don't worry about that. Don't worry about typos. Don't worry if like that paragraph fits or not. Like just, just exactly. leave it. Just keep writing. And we talked about this pretty in depth um, in season one. We did an episode on on first drafts. And I, I would suggest you have a listen because it applies to Nano mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and, and one of the ways to do that is just don't look back at your draft. Like 
don't look back at it, just look forward. And if you want to change something big, this was um, Eileen's advice to us, and she's amazing, is to just like put a couple like stars or an underline or something and say from now on, like the novel is set in England instead. And then just write from there as if it was like that all along. And then when you do your second draft, you can fix that. So that is the best trick that I know to help you keep the forward motion. So I usually, like, I love to start a fresh project on November 1st, uh, which is also my birthday, in case anybody Woo-hoo. cared. Um, <laughs> almost a Halloween baby, but not quite. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like, it's um, invigorating to start mm-hmm. a first first draft. But if, if that doesn't work for you, you don't have to do it. You can be a bit of a rebel. You don't have to do a first sure. draft for NaNoWriMo. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the middle is definitely, it can be a slog. Sorry, it actually is always a slog. <laughs> and uh, having that NaNoWriMo deadline and having NaNoBuddies yeah. to help you get through it, I mean, it's a good call. I'll Definitely another it. plug for accountability buddies here. Yes, um. which actually leads us right into <laughs> the mid-month Yay. slump, which uh, just happens to fall. You know, the mid-month slump is also probably going to hit you right around the middle of your draft. Whoa. So it's kind of like a double whammy. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Nano so. can dump you straight into the mid-month slump. And it probably yeah. will, even if you're careful to try and avoid it. Um, mm-hmm. And this is when all of the distractions become so much louder. Like, it's, it's not that they got busier. You just lost mm-hmm. motivation. It's going to happen. You know, don't worry. It doesn't mean you're not a good writer. It just means, you know, you're like everybody else. You're human. Um, but this yeah. is when social media feels really distracting. TV subscription services, mm-hmm. that Netflix starts to look real appealing. Yeah, looks and really good. And then if you don't have access to those things, any other hobbies that you have, it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. here's all of the things that I could be doing right now. Why don't I go do those and just, you know, feel productive and, and make myself feel good and not write? Uh, yeah, those will be your biggest nemeses because uh, right around the middle, it's hardest to push through. That's when it's hardest to push through. Yeah. Like you've been saying, you've hit a snag and you're struggling to get those words out. It's usually right when like the excitement has worn off from starting Nano and like the high of like starting the first draft or whatever is kind of fading away. And then you start to be like, okay, this is pretty hard. And I still have a lot of words left. And you're kind of watching your word count tracker and you're getting like a little more overwhelmed. Um, And that's usually when (laughs) that's when you're hitting the middle of your book too. So super fun. Um, My advice actually is to take a break. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't suggest you take like days (laughs) off because then you're going to (laughs) just fall really far behind. I mean, like take a break and go do something that you enjoy that kind of like revitalizes you. Like for me, it's often exercise or like something social. I mean, not that often, but sometimes. <laughs> and like maybe go go see a movie, like go to the park and go for a walk, like um, go sit on your patio for lunch if you live somewhere that's actually nice in November. <laughs> and uh, not like we live in a rainforest, it's just rain. Yep. So something like that, just to kind of get you out of your own head is really what you're doing when you do that. Um, And this is because like, that's when the self-doubt starts to creep in too. Um, You're just like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And like, no one will know if I don't finish. No one will know if I sucked at it, Uh, but you will know. And so you're really, (laughs) you're really doing this because you know, you're doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, if you fail at NaNoWriMo, like that's fine. But 
if you want to, if you want to do it, like you're doing it for you anyway. So do yourself a favor and do, do the work and, you know, do the, the self-care to help get you mm-hmm. to the end of the month and, as well. And do the, do the best that you can do so that you feel like yes. you accomplished something. That doesn't mean that you hit the 50K, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. a lot of times it's not what it means. Maybe 25, mm-hmm. maybe um, you plotted for most of it and you didn't actually write a draft, but you have... I don't know if you can get 50k in notes. That's pretty impressive. But, I'm sure. I'm you know, sure there's people that do that. I'm sure there that is, do that. and that counts. <laughs> like we've gone back and forth on some brainstorming sessions during Nano, and we count our chats word counts towards the mm-hmm. 50k because that's work that we're doing. Or yeah. you'll write 100 words and be like, "Oh, this is crap. This is total crap." And even though you're not supposed to go back and revise and edit, you do anyways. Just ax it. Just cut it. But continue to count. Like I wrote those 100 words. They came out. They were on the page. Mm-hmm. They go into my nano word counter and then I get rid of them because they sucked and I try again. And yes. I've done that. I've done that plenty of times. So mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that you have all those 50K in front of you by the end of it. You might have 40 because you axed 10,000 in the middle at different points, yes. but that's okay too. Um, do whatever you can do to make yourself feel like you accomplished something. You reached the goal that you were striving for so that, you know, you feel good about yourself. You feel good about your progress. You showed yourself that you can do something that maybe you didn't think that you were going to be able to do. And, uh, you did yourself a favor and practiced the craft, which ultimately is only going to make you better at it. Yeah. And that's one of the other things about nano that I don't hear enough people say or like talk about is that it helps you get to know yourself as a writer, what works for you, um, what's a comfortable word count for you every day. Maybe you're the kind of person that's like a thousand words a day is easy for you. And that's a good thing to know about yourself when you're planning future projects as well. So that's the other benefit of nano that maybe, yeah, we don't discuss it enough. Um, so even if you just participate, even if you write 5,000 words, it's still 5,000 words that you didn't have before. Absolutely. So now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so don't forget to add us as buddies on the NanoRemo yes. site. So my username is Maria underscore E. So M-I-R-A-Y-A underscore E. And Elise's is Elise BBV, E-L-I-S-E-B-B-B. So you can add us on there and you can reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, via email, anything at all if you want some encouragement or advice. Um, we've both been on the the Twitter train lately, so you can find <laughs> us there anytime. Yep. <laughs> and if you're looking to do like sprints or anything like that, um, again, we do recommend the Creative Academy mm-hmm. because they have a writing sprint room open, I think, 24-7. And it's a very, very helpful resource. And if you need a little help, that's one of the best places to go and that's the tea on nano prep all links can be found in the show notes and you can reach us anytime at the grannies at gmail.com or on instagram and twitter at the tea grannies podcast see you next time for nano in the trenches happy writing <laughs>